Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? I'm good, Connor. I'm excited to bring everyone the most up-to-date movie news, and then everything will drop on a Tuesday like it usually does. <laughs> That's exactly what happened last week. And whenever I'm scrolling Twitter on the Tuesday, ah, for fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even excited by things anymore. I'm inconvenienced. I'm mad. I get mad when good things happen. <laughs> so, but that, that does mean... We have a lot of big stories to talk about We do, this week. we do indeed. Um, it just seems like we're behind the times. We promise we record these on Mondays. So <laughs> we, we can't know. Um, <laughs> if, if this is your first episode, if you could give us a like and review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, it really help us out. Um, just I, it's really nice to see all the response going on at the minute. It is, it is. And one place that's actually bumping at the minute is the Facebook group, Detective Dillman's Discussion Group. It's bumping. What's, what, what's there else to say, Connor? People are chatting about films and things we like, okay? That's bumping, bumping is what I'd call that. Don't try what would you bumping call it? a thing. Okay, it's, 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 it's popping off, Connor. Oh, it's fun it's, out the wazoo. It's getting jiggy with it. Actually, no, that's a problematic one now. Uh, yeah, we have a Facebook group. It's linked below. Go check it out. It's a good place to yeah. chat about things. But what we're here to talk about, Sean, is lots of mo- lots of movie news, and mm-hmm. most importantly, lots of movies about superheroes that everybody's excited about, and there's no fatigue, and everyone's just mad about them, and they can't take another second without it. More, more, more. Give me more is what I believe everyone is chanting at the <laughs> but, gates of the cinema. But we, ha- there was a big trailer that dropped last week, so we will get to that. And uh, mm. that is for Disney Plus series. Obviously, the She Hulk trailer dropped. Um, but Sean, we're starting off this week with your favorite topic because I know you're a nerd and oh, you've got glasses and you're a four eyed freak and What's you're a that? fucking oh, dickhead. This is and bullying. Now at this point. <laughs> It's a weird Lincoln segue. What's this story about? <laughs> Just absolutely nothing to do with you. And it's about the financial crisis, Sean. <laughs> I thought you got that link. I thought it was pretty obvious. Um, we are going to be talking about Star 
Wars. Oh, I've Sean. heard of this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I know, I know, um, I know, I know what those Star Wars is all about. Yeah, I, and I thought you would. That's why I'm coming here with the news because we have a pretty unexpected update that dropped in the last week, and that is that Star Wars will be getting a new show that will be helmed by John Watts, who is obviously the director of all the recent Spider-Man movies, uh, Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home, Spider-Man No Home, Homecoming, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Not in that order. Not in that you know order what I mean? at all. That's probably the worst order you could have given <laughs> for those movies. antithesis of the actual order. But, um, so he's going from Spider-Man, and he's going to be doing a Star Wars series, like the Book of Boba Fett, like the Mandalorian, all that stuff. That's quite interesting. Do, do, is that like, it, they just have it that he's working on the series, there's no plot or story beats oh, they want to talk about we have oh. an unexpected oh. update <laughs> on what the show could be about john john well. john what's <laughs> do you think he Our says new- that whenever he's surprised <laughs> if i if my last name was what's that's entirely but I, I would do that and i would shop for light bulbs and, and I would accidentally, for a laugh, say, John Howes, and then I'd pretend like, oh, I'm after messing it up, guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want for dinner, guys? And then John Ham comes up and he's like, steak. I want a divorce, John. <laughs> That's what I want. That's all I want. So what's it about then, Connor? Um, so look, Star Wars has had some absolute knockout performances so far in the last few years. Every movie they've brought out. Rise the- of Skywalker. Excellent. Killers. Just solo. Change yeah. the game. Just nothing but kill, kill. All killer, no filler, as we've said <laughs> about the Star Wars franchise so far. But recently, they've been doing Midland stuff, like The Mandalorian, um, mm-hmm. that everyone's like, not very. They don't really. Aren't into it, Sean. They're just yeah, not yeah. that into it. Some people um, don't like quality cinema, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and now, they, of course, they're doing Obi Wan. Um, and I mean, Rose, Rosario Dawson's going to be in Ashoka. Uh, Ashoka, is that how you pronounce Ahsoka. Ahsoka, I do apologize. And of Diego Luna's most boring character in the world, oh, Cassian Andor, will be getting Cassian a Andor series. solo film, solo series, in fact. That's... <laughs> Who cares? Every time I introduce that character, I'm like, it's the most boring man in the world, Cassian Andor. That, how is that going to make, this is beyond the story, but like, how is that going to make any money, that series? <laughs> I, I look, Diego Luna, get that paycheck if you yeah. can. But that character is just like watching like, okay, do we need to have six episodes of how he became this? Because what he is now isn't actually that interesting. What if they're 20 minutes long and there's six of them? Would you be fine still, with that? Still, still three hours. Still. No, no, two hours. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, so what's John Watts doing, Connor? <laughs> I'm saying it all over. <laughs> I'm just never going to tell you and move on. Um, so Vanity Fair has provided an update on the development of yet another Star Wars series created by Watts and Christopher Ford, who shares a writing credit on Spider-Man Homecoming. The series is obviously still in the earliest stages of development, mm-hmm. so very, very early on at the minute, and it doesn't even have a name yet. However, it has been confirmed that it will be set after the events of the original trilogy's conclusion with Return of the Jedi, so it'll be after six, um, just like The Mandalorian, but it will also be focused on a young cast of children aged between 11 to 13. (laughs) (laughs) And no. been described as a throwback to the classic Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the 80s. So what's happened here <laughs> is that Stranger Things is coming out and everyone's yes. really excited about that. And they yeah. said, what if that but Star Wars? Yeah, what if that but Star Wars is exactly what they said. That was what they wrote on the whiteboard. I don't yeah. think that's a good sell, though. I know Star Wars is for kids, but... Here's the thing, right? Mm. There's a really good Star Wars TV series called Star Wars Rebels, and it deals with a cast of young kids finding their feet as like Jedi apprentices kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, But this is like during the rebellion and all this kind of stuff, so it's really interesting. But is this going to be then the cast of kids that go to Luke's Jedi school, which then gets set on fire by Kylo Ren? Which, ultimately, when we think about it, none of them are that interesting because they never show up again. <laughs> they never show up again. 
they have no lasting impact on the series. Guys, I've learned a valuable life lesson. I think I'm going to be improved as a person. Oh, no, I'm dead. <laughs> Kyla Ray. Because, because as we've established, right, Ray, yeah. last Jedi. She's the last, it's, I mean, it's in the name shot. I mean, she's all the Jedi, really. That's true. Uh, she's yeah. a rise of Jedi Skywalkers. <laughs> she's uh, a rise of Jedis. She's a rise of, she's a force awakening. Uh, but like, we're just going to... So is this going to be another case where we just see a bunch of kids get killed in the Star Wars universe? I think this is what Star Wars needs to be. Every single property, every franchise, fr- franchise I should say, should have at least one scene where they say, Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? And then <laughs> butcher to death. It's still... It's un- I've, We did a review of uh, Revenge of the Sith on the Patreon recently. And I said this, but it's still, it, it's the most unintentionally comedic moment for me in that film. Because <laughs> it's just hilarious how the kid is asking for help from the, essentially the best Jedi who's ever lived. <laughs> and look, if you're like seven, you're like, that's the guy who's like everyone's favourite. He's the yeah, best. He's what the are cool we gonna one. Do? What are we going to do? Oh, well, look, he's just lighting up his lightsaber to show me what he's going to do. It's the, yeah, it's just like, well, don't worry, I got this lightsaber, kids. But it's the intricacies of that, like, the, he lights the lightsaber. The kid, like, takes a half step back and he's not quite sure what's going on. Like, he's still kind of into it, but he's not that into it. He's having reservations. Yeah, he's still thinking, oh, this could go either way, but maybe I should just hide. Maybe there's a pinata right behind my head. I will say, though, John Watts can do... Uh, young people interacting quite well. He's we very good at making Spider-Man films. Yeah, he's very good at making it seem like they're actually teenagers rather than adults writing for teenagers, which is exactly what it is. But what, what yeah, what came across at Homecoming is that they talk like just regular people. Um, yeah, and it would be very easy to fall into the trap that lots of things fall into. But Sean, I mean, the main question here is Star Wars. I mean, they've, they've been doing quite well with the series. I mean, Mandalorian, obviously, is everyone's yeah, favourite. Great. Very good. It's the um, best one. It's the best one. And so now they're going to start coming out with more series, one after the other. And they are, I think they've got a few good ones lined up. Obviously, Diego Luna's Cassian Andor is everyone's favourite. Nobody can sleep. Imagining what that will be. But yeah, and then Kenobi may come out at some point as well. I'm, who cares about Kenobi? Cassian Andor's getting his own series, Sean. <laughs> I, I don't like the irony with which you love that series already. I think it's only going to get worse from here on. I want every episode to be a proper four out of ten. Nothing happens, and he's just generally fine. But do you think they're falling back into, because we were on the radio when we were talking about this, Star Wars Fatigue. Mm. Which is, like, because when we were on the radio, it was around the time that they were announcing a bunch of series, like a Boba Fett series and a Kenobi mm. series and a, a Cassian Andor series. It's been in development since 2017, it turns out. I, I mean, if anyone doesn't believe us, we used to actually have a radio show here in Ireland. That was, they let us talk on the radio. Imagine this show, but, but live. Yeah, a little bit worse. A little, it wasn't as tightly edited. Some say it uh, couldn't get worse. We said no. <laughs> we said, let, watch, watch this. Uh, but I like I, it's it's what's happening with Marvel now at the minute is that they're just throwing out so much stuff. Yeah, that I think people feel overwhelmed, and once they miss one, it's going to be hard to jump in again. I I don't know about the Star Wars fatigue just for the minute because I think. Mandalorian and all that stuff and even Kenobi I think it finds a really good gap because you don't get overwhelmed because we nerds who like Mm. that shit like it's there if we want to watch it but there's loads of people that don't like it and they just never hear about the Mandalorian or Kenobi like they don't just they just don't know it exists and I think that's like the perfect middleman because if they do a Star Wars movie this is a big trilogy on the side of buses, on the side of fucking everything. It has to be everywhere for about six months and it has to be the biggest movie ever and then people get sick of it that way. But these yeah. little series is a much neater way of kind of getting around it. I Okay, I, I get where you're coming from there that uh, like you have to choose to access it basically when mm. it's on like Disney Plus and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I do get what you're saying there. 
maybe it's just the echo chamber that I've like cultivated for myself is that all I fucking hear about is this Star Wars project and this Marvel project. Well, and you're this DC on Wikipedia yeah, at least once a day. That's I do moderate <laughs> Wikipedia. That's true. <laughs> so, like for me, I haven't seen the book of Boba Fett. Me, either. but but, and, but then again, is that not a good sign? Because we don't have to see it. But it's, I heard it was like not great as the thing, so that's oh, why right. I didn't watch it. For me, I didn't even hear reviews. I just didn't even look anything about it. You got it. nothing. You got nothing <laughs> about Book Nothing of to do with it. I just wanted nothing to do with it. That's not a, a disregard. I was just like, it's not for me. There's lots of series I don't watch. Um, yeah. Because we all know there's too many things to watch at any given moment. Have you um, caught up with the boys, actually, by the way? I Oh, yeah, up to season two, yeah. Yeah, and the season. Oh, sick. That's coming yeah. back soon. I'm very Oh, yeah, excited new trailer dropped this week. It's, yeah, see, it's class. It's a loophole because it's technically. It's on, it's on, um, not Disney Plus, Amazon. Prime. Yeah. yeah. It's on Prime. So I was like, will we talk about that trailer? But there might be people who just aren't into the boys. But if you haven't seen the boys, watch the boys. Watch the boys if you're over the age of 18. Cause there's oh, some definitely. Stuff in that show. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I would recommend don't watch <laughs> oh. it with your mum. Uh, <laughs> no, do. <laughs> be a laugh. <laughs> be a laugh. Film a reaction. Put it on TikTok. <laughs> I won't watch it, but someone will. <laughs> but the choice is there if you want to watch exactly. it. Exactly. Um, Sean, are you interested in a bunch of 11 and 12 year olds finding their dreams, learning how to live their lives with Jedi lightsabers and then ultimately dying because we never see them again? I don't think that. I, I mean, the first half of that sounds charming oh? and fun. Okay. But then so you, 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 you happen to mention the fact that a bunch of kids are going to die. Well, and I, can't I don't think they'll be that. kids when they die. I think they'll be slightly older. <laughs> It'll be technically fine. <laughs> technically teenagers. You can butcher them. Jesus Christ. Never on run for screen. president. I wanted to say on screen. In fiction. Say in fiction instead. Police. I'm saying on screen in fiction. I'm pushing the button that says call the police. <laughs> FBI, FBI. Um, Sean, we're moving on from Star Wars news to, I think, the biggest news story of the week for only me and you. Um, This is one of those weird stories where only me and you find this interesting. People might not, but I think it might be funny. Because I found out that 20th Century Studios is rebooting the greatest movie that's ever been done. And that is The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Is getting a reboot. Holy fuck. <laughs> we never thought it would happen. <laughs> the dreams. I've been having so many dreams. <laughs> so, like, imagine, like, Alan Moore graphic novel, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. And imagine adapting that in the early 2000s. Uh, 2003, around then. Just when CGI was at its peak and everyone oh. knew exactly what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Just when storytelling was as flawless as it could possibly ever be. And then you put Sean Connery in the lead role. Oh, I mean, how could it fail? What what could go wrong? I will say, we did a review of this on the Patreon as well. Uh, The best scene in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is where everything is revealed and Dorian Gray is just, like, talking to the camera for a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, I I don't want to... I feel like we're after plugging our patron now twice, but we have reviewed both of those movies. So, um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, we reviewed over there, and it's a movie that... Try to think back to 2003 when you see it. It's even worse. It's even worse when you watch it now. But it's done fun. Because, yeah, because back in 2003, you were presumably younger. And so Mm. you didn't know all the things you do about films and what makes a good story. But all that stuff is still in there. And you have to reconcile with that now in 2022. Now, here's the thing, though, Sean, because the reboot, weirdly, and this is what the report says, isn't going to be based off Alan Moore's comic book, but the reboot is based on the 2003 feature film, which I feel like is the wrong way to do it. It definitely is. I suppose the movie's based off the comic book, so you can do the reboot based off the movie based off the comic book. Maybe that's it, that this is just a way of being like, hey, we're going to just make this good. We're going to make this Mm. same movie, but we're going to make it as good as we can possibly make it. I would love if they poured like money and soul and time and effort into this movie and actually made a really good version of that 2003 movie. I think there's going to need to be a lot of work that goes into that 2003 film. I think you need to gut it. 
You need to absolutely just, you keep the barest plot points. Sean Connery. You need to keep Sh- Sean Connery. It's CGI. Sean Connery? Sean. CG. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I was thinking because he's. <laughs> They're bringing everyone. Did you see the thing with Stan Lee? That is ridiculous. What's the thing with Stan Lee? He sells NFTs <laughs> now or something? No, no. They're just signing on for his likeness for like oh yeah years. That's I hate that. I hate just that. Just leave it. It's just the poor man is dead. Leave him the, alone. His Twitter account does promote NFTs though. Oh like, no. Which, yeah, and I guarantee oh. you, like he didn't sign up for that. Like. It's a, can you imagine Stanley saying NFT? <laughs> like, yeah, like I, 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 I can. It sounds amazing in my head, mm, but mm. I just ah, oh, NFTs are bullshit. Anyway, uh, the what were we talking about before? We were talking about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but we were CGIing yeah. Sean Connery. No, I here's what I think. Instead of CGIing Sean Connery, you get in Daniel Craig. Okay, okay, I'm in. Go on. Yeah, you he get hates another, movies, but go yeah, on. No. He likes good movies. He does. He, this is going to be a weird mix of like James Bond meets uh, Benoit Blanc. Okay, maybe so. Yeah, but and and like, but just have him be like this charming adventure character. But he's still like it's it's a it's a like a little nod to the fact that Sean Connery was James Bond, and then you get I don't know. Who's going to play Captain Nemo? It's probably going to be Oscar Isaac, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely going to be Oscar Isaac. <laughs> um, I mean, you've got Dr. Mina Harker. She's going to be there. Um, yeah. You've got Rodney Skinner. Dorian Gray. Who's Who can play Dorian Gray? A man who never ages. Paul Tom Wood. Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Oh. Both good choices. Mm. Let's split the difference and say Keanu Reeves. Keanu, he never li- Keanu is Dorian Gray. He is actually Dorian Gray. Um, and then you have who else is in there? Who else? Tom is in Sawyer. The- you give Tom- Leo back another haircut and have him play Tom Sawyer. Yeah, that's fair. Um, actually, do you know who'd be a good Dorian Gray? It's Harry Styles. <gasps> I mean, give Harry a villain arc. Oh. Yes, yes, I, I, I could see it. Let's see what, what his chops are. Doesn't he have that new movie coming up with Florence Pugh? That looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it does look pretty good. And he has that new album out that's apparently pretty good. I've I've heard a bit of it. It's pretty good. Do you... <laughs> good. Uh, uh, Harry Styles unsettles me. What? He, just, he looks like some kind of changeling fae that replaced a human. And is now just wildly successful based off of his He's very powers. He's a talented powers. man, though. He's a talented Very talented man. man. I'm not denying that. Mm. I just think that he, like, drinks human blood. You see, the vampire group came out to Megan Fox and uh, Machine Gun Kelly and was like, don't be drinking each other's blood. That's amazing. I didn't see that. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, we drink each other's blood. And then the Vampire Association or some shit of America had to come out and go, guys, you don't actually drink each other's blood, do you? Because that's, that's pretty yeah. fucked. You really shouldn't do that. That's entirely like We're the Vampire twisted. Association. Even we're like, ah, lads. Ah, lads. No, no, no. We'll have... Substitute blood, like in Morbius. Have you guys seen mm. Morbius? Morbius, the greatest movie of all time. But greatest Sean, of all time. the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, are you excited for a reboot that we all have been talking about nonstop? I actually am, do you know? I think it'll be good. Mm. <laughs> I'm it, coming down on that side of the line. I think the budget was like 150 million and it made 170 million. So that's pretty good. So if we can double that, yeah. we'll be doing fairly well for ourselves. I, I'm just thinking this could be it. This this is the new big thing. This is the new universe that I want to join in on. So uh, w- 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 what if they rebooted the Dark Universe and merged it together with the oh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen universe? League of Extraordinary... Yeah, but Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde has to be... Um, what's his name? Um, Gladiator. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good, actually. Get Hugh Jackman in. He can be Van Helsing. Jared Leto, Dorian Gray. Holy shit. (laughs) But then, see, we're tied because that's great casting, but we would have to cast Jared in a movie. Oh, then we'd have to go pay Jared money. No, I'm not having Jared. No, no, Keanu. Keanu's much nicer. Let's cast Keanu. (laughs) 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 <laughs> he just likes nice things. Um, Jared's living off that Morbius money for the next 50 years. Oh, game changer of cinema, $3 billion movie Morbius. 
It's waiting on those Oscars next year. Um, <laughs> so we're moving on to our next piece of news. And it's a finally officially happening at Disney Plus as there will be a new Daredevil show coming to Disney Plus with Matt Murdock coming back, Charlie Cox, as Daredevil. But is it a continuation of the end of season three of Daredevil, the Netflix Daredevil. Mm. Is it a brand new reboot story? Is the Kingpin in it? Because he's also in the MCU now. Um, It's unclear from the orders mm, whether he's reprising his role or whether he's redoing the role, I suppose. Like, yeah. Like, I, my, the, I think in terms of that universe at the minute, I think it's just going to be easier that he it, it's he just started daredeviling during the snap. But by the way, they haven't actually announced Charlie Cox, but I'm assuming I mean Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, <laughs> and that's before all the multiverse shenanigans. <laughs> like if he's not the most locked in before being announced actor, I don't know what is. Like he's in a different movie playing the same character. Yeah, it, but it would be like recasting Kenobi at this point. Like, it yeah, would just it doesn't make any sense. Trash the brand. I think, right? And I've seen bits of this like floating around. I think that the snap happened, right? I think Matt Murdock had these hearing powers the whole time, and maybe the ninja powers, whatever. But okay. during the snap, he heard half of all life go out of existence, and he was like the only one left patrolling New York. And oh. so that's when he started, he like made himself public as the daredevil. And Shit. that's why we haven't heard about him really up until now. That's pretty good. I mean, that would be logically the way you could go. I mean, they probably will just end up, if we're all being boring, I don't want to stab on any parades, but mm-hmm. it will just probably be a soft reboot where he's less murdery. <laughs> yeah, he probably won't have as many hallway fights, which sucks. <laughs> I, I think he might have a little bit, but I don't think they might go as far because, which I think is a bit, I, I do like the idea because if you've actually watched the Daredevil series, he doesn't actually kill anyone that I know of. Like No, he's, he's, he's like, he's a Catholic boy. Like he's against killing. Like he doesn't it's, kill anyone. I think it's very like, it's very similar to the Batman where it's just like, we don't kill. That's just yeah. the rule. And it's not like arrows we don't kill where every season it changes. It's literally yeah. like every episode he's like, he's beating the shit out of people, but he's like putting them in the corner, knocked out, moving on to the next one. Exactly, yeah. Like, and I think, the, the and that's why he comes in conflict in the, like in the comics and in the show, he comes in conflict with the Punisher. Oh, and and that, that scene alone is amazing yeah. like that see, series two isn't probably or season two isn't probably the best or strongest definitely the weakest of the three but just yeah. for that scene alone where the two would ever talk and, and the dialogue in that whoever wrote that is just excellent yeah you get both of those men's viewpoints where they're coming from and what drives them yeah and like i i i i want there to be room in the mcu for different types of stories like the way there is in comics like i can read a spider-man story and just he's fighting the green goblin he's having all these adventures and then i can go over to a punisher comic if i wanted to and it's this like war against crime and then i can go over to daredevil and it's this really fucked up human story and matt is doing the best he can to deal with it Mm. like there's room in the universe for all of those i get in the mcu they do kind of cater to uh, as wide an audience as possible um, and a lot of kids so you don't want to have too much of that in it but I think there is still a place for just like hey here's a adult story in the Marvel Universe especially because you've seen it work so well in yeah. that mode I think it would be very maybe not very jarring but it might be slightly jarring if you're watching that series and you're like it's a completely different vibe but all the actors are the same like everyone's the same and everyone's talking the same but it just has a different vibe it's like if they're uh, I'm trying to think of a different show where like they bring back all the same actors but there's clearly been an overhaul at the studio and it's like we're going yeah. in a different direction this is what yeah. we're doing it's like, um, did you watch Community? Yes. It's like when you can tell 
when they, series they, four series four you can tell when like everything changed and the production changed and it's just written slightly differently but it's all these they're meant to be the exact same characters but there's all these subtle it's differences. like some yeah the person who's writing it is someone who liked the previous seasons but it's not the yeah. same person so you're like writing a, a knockoff of what went on before rather than your own take exactly yeah and I, I I just think it'll be weird if we get this Daredevil and it's in this really bright and cheery MCU world and where it's all quippy <laughs> Matt all the time. He has to be depressed. He just he has, has to be to miserable. Be. He has to be miserable. I also would like there's like I want other characters to come back. Like I want Jessica Jones back because yes. Kristen Ritter is fantastic as Jessica Jones, but there is no way they would do the storylines that they did in Jessica Jones in the MCU. No, yeah, I mean, they also have Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio he's sitting there as Kingpin. He's um, sitting there, yeah, and that man, and I think D'Onofrio said he's the same character from the yeah. Daredevil series, but that man mm. car-doored another man's head in. <laughs> oh, that's such a good scene. It's so good. <laughs> Not to give spoilers for Daredevil, but I mean, I've um, pre- a few weeks ago, we had a Hero of Zero hosted by a friend of the show, Cottle Fennessy, and mm. before he watched Daredevil, I watched it first, and he, I remember him watching the first episode going, Geez, the bad guy is a bit, he's a bit quiet, like, he doesn't really do much. And I was like, oh. just wait until like episode three. <laughs> he just texted me and was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I remember watching that and like, I was like, holy shit, that's class. It's like, horrifying. But it's like, it really, it sets the stakes. Because very, he hasn't done quickly. anything for like two episodes where he's just quietly talking. And you're like, why is everyone afraid of this guy? I don't understand yeah. it. And then you see why, because he flies off the handle in an instant. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, Just, yeah, I think, I, I'm very excited about Daredevil coming back. I want to see what they do with it. I'm very worried. It might be a situation where they slightly ruin the previous seasons. But as we've always discussed, even if this season's bad, it doesn't mean the first season doesn't exist. You can always go back and watch that. Because technically, they have to upload that as well onto Disney+, Plus because yeah. they own it. So it's fine. Exactly. All those seasons are like they're there at the minute. They'll still be there for the foreseeable future. And you can enjoy that version of the character. And then at least we'll have another common character in the MCU. Won't that be fun and interesting? I think it'd be weird if they did a reboot and then like they had a Daredevil. Then if you type Daredevil, two of them come up, but the same actors. You have to watch through the <laughs> Netflix one first. And then in the fourth one, he's just like quipping every second. Like, <laughs> like I think you have to do season four. There's no way to do it like again. You turn it to um, the new Batman Adventures. After the yeah. Batman the Animated Series, which is season four, they completely changed all the designs. But it's the same season, series. That's, yeah. I'm not big on that. But, like, it, it, I, I I just want Daredevil in the MCU is my main focus. However yeah. they reach that, I'm happy with. And Charlie Cox as well. Fa- Bring Charlie I mean, Cox in. Have you heard his Irish accent? We gotta back the man. Have you seen him in Stardust? He's excellent. <laughs> He's excellent. He's just an excellent actor. Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And I've got some good news for you. Because oh. you might think this is a news story from a few years ago. But in fact, it's a brand new headline. Because I have Ocean's Eleven prequel is in the works with Margot Robbie set to star. Oh, shit. We did talk about this before, though, didn't we? They did Ocean's like, 8, but that was technically a sequel to Ocean's 11's, or Ocean 13, because it happened after with Danny Ocean's sister. Yeah. So this will be Ocean's 9, presumably? I Ocean's 9 or 10? What if it's just Ocean's 1? Just, o- just, just, o- just Margo. <laughs> just Margo on her. It's, it's Ocean, it's called. <laughs> just her going for a swim. <laughs> like I, I mean her in a heist movie sounds absolutely great mm. but weirdly I'm more excited for the Barbie movie to come out <laughs> oh great Gerwig um, I, what, I, what we know so far is that the film will also be directed by Jay Roach so Jay Roach previously held 2019's Bombshell which is a film that earned Margot Robbie an Oscar nomination when Fair. she starred in it so these two Pretty know each good. other yeah and they know how they work and they know mm. how to get the best out of each other. Mm. Um, it, it's set to start shooting by spring of next year um, right. at Warner Brothers. So, I mean, details obviously have not been revealed about the story, but it's said to be a prequel that's set in Europe during the 1960s, 
making oh. it unlikely any stars from the previous OSHA films would be reprising their roles. Unlikely, but not Unlike- impossible, well. you said. <laughs> you got to bring back Clooney somehow. Yeah, and like, what better way? What if he time travels? What if he stole a time machine in one of the places? Uh, Force Ghost. Force Ghost from mm-hmm. the future. Force Ghost from the future. Love it. Love that for him. <laughs> uh, Love that for him. Um, I mean, they're doing this a lot where they even did it like with Kingsman, where it's like, okay, well, we take an idea from now and then we just move it back 70 years. And yeah. This is it now. I And I, I do like that as a concept. Like, I like being like, what would this premise be like? But in feudal Japan. Mm. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did it, as, as we all <laughs> well remember. Uh, so I, I, I'd be interested to see how... I, I, like, a 1960s heist sounds cool and interesting. I, w- I hope they do, like, 1960s gadgets and things. That's what I oh, really want. Like, this. I want to go, yeah, all the way on this. I'm thinking, yeah. like, we go, like... If they want to go Mini Coopers, I don't know if that's plagiarism. Are we, are we allowed to do Mini Coopers? <sighs> I think you can do you can do a couple of Mini Coopers. Like sure. one or two. What like yeah. one or two and one or two. You don't have they to say I only car. meant to blow the bloody doors off. You don't have to say that. But But if you wanted to do Margot Robbie <laughs> remaking the Italian job, I wouldn't say no. Margot Robbie doing a Michael Caine accent <laughs> telling them about blowing the doors off. The, I uh, and then she's hanging off the edge of a but it's still only her. It's still Ocean's yeah. one we're calling. <laughs> it's still only so her. She, so she's trying to like offset the weight of a big load of gold at the end of the movie. And she's like, oh, no, but I'm only one person. And then the Fast and Furious gang come in and they're way down the other end of the oh, bus. Oh, they went back in time as Force Ghosts. They travel back to the time as Force Ghosts. That's why Justin Lin left <laughs> Fast and Furious 10 because Vin Diesel's like, Force Ghost. It's like, Vin, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. is forever, no. Justin. <laughs> and by forever, I mean all of time. The the strength of the bond between our midichlorians, Justin. It can't be it can't I've be had stressed. Corona for weeks. <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> oh, I touch, sorry, I touched him the other Corona. Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I think Margot Robbie, I mean, she's a very talented human being, very talented director. Put them together, 1960s heist movie. Like... I think it could be, this could be pretty good. Yeah, and it, look, it is uh, an existing series, like the Oceans franchise, whatever. But like, it's a new look at a series. It's a new, it's a it's a kind of more novel concept. So I'd be excited to see more of that. Then what if we put Charlie's Angels in the 60s? Oh. See, Make another Charlie's Angels. A lot, a lot of the people might have a problem with this because obviously Oceans 8 came out. Didn't like it was pretty good, but it didn't have the same fanfare as, say, Ocean's Eleven did. Um, yeah. And they'd be like, "Well, what's the difference with this?" I think maybe Ocean's Eight, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean Thirteen, Ocean's Eight—they're all set in the exact same time, so they're all fairly similar. How many times can you do the same? Heist, exactly, but different. Whereas if you introduce a different time, that's what Kingsman thought of. Like Kingsman's like, "Well, we can't just do another Kingsman, so we're yeah, gonna go back in time." Yeah, because the first Kingsman, excellent, set in the UK. And then mm. they said, and then we bring it to America, I guess. And, <laughs> then, and it was fine, uh, not good. But then set in the past. And it's apparently, I haven't seen it yet, but it's apparently also fine, not bad, mm. pretty good. Yeah, I, look, I, I think this could be a good idea. And I think, and we've talked about it before, Margot Robbie doesn't normally sign up to something that's bad. Um, no. She she like she runs her own production company. She's spoken about that. That she's like, I want to run my own company because I'm just going to do good stuff that I want to do. Pick the, yeah, I'm um, going to pick the jobs that I deem good enough for and me. And look, if you could get that role, fair fucks, go all in because there's plenty of actors or actresses that are like, yeah, I'll just do this role because I need to make red. Margot, you do the good ones, <laughs> just yeah. only the good ones. You pick and choose, and just let us know how it gets on for you. You think Clooney's doing every single script that's coming in? I don't think so. Nah, Clooney has a whole wall in his house made of failed scripts. <laughs> and Batman and Robin's in the middle. <laughs> it's framed in like a gold ceremonial plaque. <laughs> um, so we're moving on, Sean, to our next bit of... Oh, I have a bit of a report, or maybe a oh. little bit of a rumour, because it's about the MCU. And it's actually about something that might interest you a lot because the report has suggested that Loki, supervillain, Kang the Conqueror, 
will not only return several more times throughout the MCU, but that there may be different Kang the Conquerors set to appear in the MCU. Unreal. Like, give me that, please. So, like, that tracks with the comics, because Kang Kang the Conqueror invented time travel. Played by Jonathan Majors. Played by Jonathan Majors, who fucking kills it, by the way. Yes. Uh, he's bumping the whole time. Uh, <laughs> Stop saying bumping. I've said it twice, and I've been rinsed every <laughs> twice time. Twice too many. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for those that don't know, Jonathan Majors, descendant of... Uh, not Jonathan Majors. Uh, Kang the Conqueror is a descendant of Reed Richards from the far, far future. Invented time travel, multiverse hopping, went around, conquered a bunch of worlds, left a bunch... The whole thing, though, is that when he went back and conquered, he stayed living in that timeline the whole time. Yeah. And he stayed till the end of time, and all of them met up together. There is infinite number of Kangs, and most of them are conquerors and bastards and evil. Uh, So one of the main ones was called Immortus, who was an Egyptian pharaoh, and then he became one of the top Kangs in the in in the universe, basically. Um, but throughout Marvel Comics, they fight different versions of Kang at different points in that Kang's life. So it's sometimes he's met him already. Sometimes he's brand new to the whole thing. Sometimes he's a good guy. Uh, a version of Kang actually went back in time and became Iron Lad. Uh, in did the comics he? yeah he did he was actually that's pretty neat yeah and he had this whole thing because he fought another version of Kang and he was like I don't want to become that he had this whole crisis yeah. and they were like no you're Iron Lad you're fine you're doing great man uh, so I, I look give me a load of Jonathan Majors playing a load of Kangs mm. and just do weird stuff with them like go all in on how mental that character is because because you can go all in like he's going to be in Ant-Man 3 yeah. Um, we know that and he's going to be different now of course he dies spoilers for Loki but mm-hmm. that that Kang dies in Loki but like his last words are like he'll see you soon so I mean he knows he's going to come back there's there's infinite upon infinite which also Jonathan Majors is a great actor and I think it would be really interesting to see him play all the different versions that like we meet these people and you're like is he? Is he good? Is this one bad? Most of them are bastards. But yeah. that's why this... Well, they're descended uh, the from Reed Richards, so... Yeah, well, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but where the, where Loki came in was because you're like, oh, that's Kang the Conqueror, he's a bastard. But he isn't actually that bad. No, and he's not Kang the Conqueror, that version. Yeah, he's just Kang. Uh, he's just Kang. What do they call him? The the They have a word for him in the, the Time the Lord? The ti- yeah, ti- I don't know. He's be- but he's not the conqueror. He said he's been called the conqueror in the past. Mm. The reason he protects the time stream is so that all of the other versions of Kang don't attack it. Yes, which is like he's like the good one. He's the one we want. And Loki and Loki and Sylvie fucked it up basically. Yeah. Um, and so now he can just go wherever as 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 whoever he is in that timeline. Yeah, so I like, and I'd love to see him popping up. Like, what, I, I'm trying to think of the best property for him to pop up in. Ant Man kind of makes sense because there's like quantum tunneling and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I don't know. Like, he could. He would have been good pop- in Doctor Strange. He would have been good in Doctor Strange. I could see him popping up in like a a, a Guardians or or a Thor or something like that. Yeah, something Guardians or space. Yeah, like with Adam Warlock when he comes in. Yes. Like, that'd be a good. Ah oh, man, I'm very excited for all that. Yeah. I just I feel like we're right at the point where it's about to get mental with those stories. And I really yeah. want that to happen. And it's I like kind of shifted into it with Doctor Strange and with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it it's like dipping its toe, but like it can go fucking batch it really at this point. Like you could just have a different Kang in every movie for five minutes. Like he could be the Stan Lee cameo if you just got Jonathan Majors on set for one day. That would be so good. Or like, and just pepper him in. And so like, at the end, when it's revealed who he is, you look back and Kang's been there the whole time. Like manipulating He's always events. in the background, just waving. Just waiting, like, hello, it's me, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> I'm very good now. Wait, was I bad last time? Oh, sorry. Oh, silly me. Uh, <laughs> also, he's absolutely ripped to shreds, I take, at the minute. Yeah, um, he's jacked. Like, because like, I think I, he's doing Creed 3. <laughs> 
Yeah, that will that'll toughen a man up. <laughs> Kang doesn't have to be jacked, but if they want to do a, a, a jacked Kang, he's trying to get fine. the Michael B. Jordan size here at the minute, and it's just it's tough. Oh, man. It's a t- look. It's a tough. I, I mean, <laughs> look, tough it took game. me it, it took me a while to reach that size. Is all I'm saying. But eventually, we did it. Weeks we- it took us. Weeks, <laughs> weeks, mere weeks for us. Um, for one the well. man, though. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, one thing as well. Just uh, Secret Invasion is coming up as well. Um, that could be a good point to have a bit of Kang nonsense going on. I also heard that that's going to be set during the snap. During the blip, uh, yeah. During the blip, where I guess it makes sense to have a bunch of characters return there and no one really be sure what's going on. But it is odd that that was never addressed, if that's what they're going but for. But, Sean, you have to figure out that they're just making that stuff up as they go along. Because... No, Kevin it, Feige has this all planned out, oh, Con. Kevin has all the other stuff planned out. But I have to be honest, the whole thing with the blip... I think we talked... Was it Winter Soldier? We talked about... Uh, they were like, oh, Jordan knows five years. Yeah. Stuff was going on. And I, we were like... Well, what? And they were like, well, what moving on. I don't have time to talk about it. It's too painful to speak of. <laughs> I think the best one was it like um, Black Widow did one um, where Florence Pugh disappeared. No, that, that was in Hawkeye, wasn't that it? That was in Hawkeye. That's a yeah. great scene. Uh, yeah. Like her disappearing and coming back. But like, but that's it. Again- like, We never actually see what happened with the people that were here. No, we don't know. Like, we, we have no fucking clue what went on in those five years. <laughs> There's loads of really cool stuff you could do, but fuck it, let's move on. We, we've seen, like, I don't know, maybe an hour after, and then maybe <laughs> seven minutes before everyone comes yeah. back. That's the extent of what we've seen There's in those five years. got to be another four years, 365 days, <laughs> and just 23 hours. You have to find that somewhere. And, uh, and the more that is set after the blip, the more it's weird that no one addresses what's happened. No, nobody's during ever it. taught about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kevin was like, Russo's, don't you fucking do that five year blip. Just do two years. Don't do five years. Five is too long. Five is five. actually long enough to have character development. I don't want that. Yeah, a lot of things happen in five years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have to move on Sean no more slander talk about the MCU I'm not having it sorry um, I'm against it because I'm for it <laughs> I'm for you need differing slander. opinions you need differing opinions on a podcast Connor <laughs> that's good that's good content um, here's something we differ on Sean bit oh. of news that also involves Margot Robbie um, oh. she's very she's she's bringing back the, the good stuff because this is main thing for you which is why I brought it up Pirates of the Caribbean 6 is happening with Margot Robbie at the helm. Okay, at the helm. Great use of that term, first of all. (laughs) Second, I really like Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm very excited for this movie. Yes. Uh, Um, There has been some backlash against it uh, because Johnny Depp was not cast in the role. Um and the consensus is that he was unfairly dismissed from that role. And I totally get where they're coming from with that. Mm. Uh, they, them being the, uh, like the, the internet. Um, but in terms of seeing another pirate story, I think why not put Margot Robbie at the top of it all? Um, now, there is something interesting, though, because they've said Margot Robbie's involved, but then Jerry Bruckheimer, who currently is promoting Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick, he's yeah. currently out-promoting that. Which, um, again, looks surprisingly good. It got a five-minute standing ovation, apparently. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't. Definitely wasn't an Irish crowd, though, was it? <laughs> the Irish crowd are clapping. Nobody but the, pl- the, the pilot when he lands a Ryan Air flight. Oh, um, but we have... Um, Jerry Brookheimer has come out and said that we're talking to Margot. So they have talked to Margot, and apparently it is in development. But just in case, we are developing two pirate scripts. One with her, and one without her. So, still writing the two scripts, even though Margot has been said to be in the development. And... It's said to be being worked on. Maybe that she wants a more substantial script after the last two movies mm. before she fully commits. She's like, I'll do it providing the script is good. Which and, I think uh, would be a fair thing to say. I, I think you should go and star in a good movie, mm. personally. I, yeah. I think, if that was me. 
Connor, I, I can't stress how important this movie is because this could be the rebirth <laughs> of people loving pirates again. And that's all I want. Pirates of the Caribbean 1, one of the best movies oh, in a long time. I mean, I'm not going to say ever. There's been an awful lot of movies, Sean, but it's pretty yeah. good. Okay. But then Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, equally great and I mean, together, you have to know that's a form lie. an excellent trilogy. <laughs> you have to know no, that's No, it's not, not a lie. It's not, a, it's, it, they're it's all, not those first three movies are gold and they absolutely work great together. It's not true. It's absolutely, it's like, entirely the, true. You can't just say that. Number two and three are dog shit. Number one no, is they really are great. Not. They are not dog shit, <laughs> first are. of all. No. <laughs> They're not. If you made me watch Morbius or Pirates of the Caribbean 2, 3 or 4 or 5, I would watch Morbius. 1, 2 and 3 are great. 4 and 5 are not great. Uh, See, how can you have the logic to say 4 and 5? Yeah, yeah, they're bad. 4 and 5 are are nowhere near the level of 2 and 3. Nah, man. (laughs) Come on, man. How can you equate those last four movies as the same? I mean, I think they're they're different. No, I think they get worse. But I think two starts off bad, three also bad, four and five terrible. No, no, no. It goes in terms of like rankings. It's like nine, eight, eight, four, three. <laughs> that's it. Fuck man. off. <laughs> Fuck off. Tell you that's people <laughs> sound off in the comments. <laughs> the first one is so good, but the other ones, he's on a big wheel. Oh no, he's on a big wheel for like five minutes of the movie. Five? No, it's about twenty-five of the it's second not one. About Come 25 on, five minutes. Come they roll on, along then. a very short strand, and the Connor. longer they go, the more he just ends up in situations where he somehow escapes through a series of unfortunate events. That's a different franchise, and you know that's, it. That's not. <laughs> Isn't it the third one? He gets like tied up, and then he has to like flip a sword through a rope from fifty yards, and there's like the whole big seesaw thing. It's or is that the a second, second one? one. It's, oh, see, it's awful. Chest. Even the second one is terrible. No, because then, then then he falls down, and then the the, the bamboo stops him because the yeah. cliff narrows towards the yeah. Bottom. The bamboo stops him because the cliff narrows. <laughs> I'm sorry. The first one is zombie pirates. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's cool. Second one, Davy Jones though, Bill Knight. No, no, man. I'll give you the CGI. I'll give you the CGI on the third one is way ahead of its time. Really good. Good, good. Keep going. And that's it. That's that's the compliment they give you. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I've told this story before on the pod, but I went to see Pirates of the Caribbean 3 in the cinema, and about 90 minutes into the the show, the the tape stopped, and it's a three-hour movie, right? (laughs) And so, 90 minutes in, tape stops. We're all sitting there. What's going on? Eating our popcorn. They restarted the tape rather than, you know, play it from where it stopped. So I was there for four and a half hours, nearly five hours, and I hate that move. I think your experience <laughs> of Pirates of the Caribbean 3 at World's End may have been sullied by the manner in which you watched it. By the it. time it got to the last act of that movie, I'll have to be honest with you, Sean, I was, I was not there mentally. It was, about, it was about two o'clock in the morning. And have you seen it since, though? No. See? I think you're just, you're poisoned by no. the fact that... I can't ever you, watch it again. You were Guantanamo Bay into watching uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. <laughs> yes. It stopped when the boat is being attacked when, at night time. I remember that in the third one. Attacked at night. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, that is like halfway through. <laughs> oh, it's, go- it's a good, it's a good bit. It's, in. it's a good chunk of the film. It's a in. good chunk. <laughs> Um, so Sean Pirates of the Caribbean 3 or 6 I should say Jesus not 3 thank god 6 could be happening Margot Robbie coming back I think deck it out all up like let's just have the best cast ever for this yeah yeah let's just yeah just cast all the A-listers you can in mm. this movie and get someone talented to write it as well please um, not the people who did 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 please not the people um, who did 4 and 5 the people who did 2 and 3 and 5 if I look it up and the people who did four or five are the same people there's no way they're the same people there's no way in hell <laughs> someone look that up and people. let us know um, yeah. we are finishing off this week with talk about She-Hulk Sean as the trailer dropped this week um, or last week I should say just after we recorded annoyingly um, this love is, that for us and our listeners I, I love that for us and so this is uh, our latest Disney Plus series to go along with all of the other series we've, occurred, we've been watching lately WandaVision 
Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, all Hawkeye of again. Hawkeye like, multiple times. He's so good, I went back and watched it. <laughs> but Sean, we have She-Hulk. The trailer dropped. I mean, we could talk about what happened in it. Uh, we've got we've got Hulk is there, Bruce Banner. Yeah. He's evolved. Um, I mean, there's been lots of comments coming out of the trailer, but I'm interested to know, just as an overall view, Sean, what uh-huh. did you think of it? I really like this trailer. I think it looks fun as hell as a series. Um, it also looks to be like, because She-Hulk is a comedy character for a lot of her run in the comics as well. Oh yeah, like she's Deadpool basically. Yeah, and she does. She knows she's in a comic. It's a whole thing. So I like. I would love to see a lot of that in this series, and it it looks like some of it. Like she makes a few comments about the state of the world that she's in and stuff like that. So I think there will be like a sly nod towards some of that stuff. Um, I will say, and I know it's a trailer, right? CGI looks really ropey. Oh, oh, really bad. Oh, like I was hoping you'd say it because I uh, didn't want to be the mean guy. But no, no, I no, mean, no, no. We've we've discussed it before, right? The CGI, they're constantly working on it up until the point of release. We've seen Sonic the Hedgehog. They changed that CGI completely after the first yes. trailer. With all and, the, have you seen Chip and Dale? They did the bit with the old one. <laughs> they had the old like Sonic at a Comic Con. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but like, I just feel like it. It's really ropey at the minute. And I'm sure they'll probably work on it real hard for the next few months. But currently, we can only review what we've seen. And so currently, I'm like, lads, needs a bit of work. Yeah, and even things like the the Bruce Banner Hulk doesn't look as good as it has looked. It's a a series as well, so less money than the Russos are going to get for Avengers Infinity War. That is true. But like when we've already seen... The high quality model. It is yeah. really hard to go back. Yeah. Um, but it looks like Jennifer Walters is in a car crash, gets a blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner, and then gets Hulk powers and then has to learn how to control them, basically. And she's also a, a lawyer. An I attorney just, at law. An attorney at law. And she has to defend Tim Roth. Abomination. Yeah, Which... Um, I'm so happy to see Tim Roth back, just, by the way. I just like to see Tim Roth and things. Light him, he's I, a great show. <laughs> I just like Marvel acknowledging the Incredible Hulk that came out of that movie. <laughs> this is true. This is like, this should be your new favourite series on Disney Plus because... It I very mean, well might be. Oh, the Hulk movie from 2008 is your favourite movie. It's up there. Mm. It's with some of the Pirates of the Caribbeans in terms Probably of Probably four quality. and five. Is this? No, by no, ju- no, judging no, by Jess. your oh, quality oh, level. Oh, Connor. Connor, you're absolutely <laughs> rinsing me here. <laughs> How will I ever recover? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't know what it is about the CGI. Maybe it's like an uncanny valley thing, but everything looks a bit too rubbery. Oh, uh, like real rubbery. Like yeah. when she picks that guy up after the date, I was like, ah lads, don't finish on that shot. You haven't finished yeah. it yet. <laughs> I mean I get that it's funny, but, <laughs> but I mean come oh, on. It needs because the human brain has that weird thing where we're like, that's that's, that's not wrong. real. I yeah, know, that's, that's wrong. And, and I can't help it if I look at it and go, my brain is telling me there's something off. <laughs> there's danger. <laughs> What's yeah. going on here? So I think maybe they, maybe it does just need that final bit of polish. And they do have a, a bit of time for it. I think it's August it's coming out. Mm. So we like because th- we've seen it before that in Civil War, the Spider-Man suit looked really rubbery when the first trailer dropped. But then in the actual release, a lot, lot better. Yeah, and and I think, I mean, the thing with the She-Hulk series and a lot of these series is, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, they haven't absolutely knocked it out of the ballpark yet. I mean, there's been... No. I mean, I think WandaVision was pretty good. Um, We kind of disappointed ourselves with that, just due to the fact that we built it up with devils appearing and people who start with M appearing. Um, yes. And so I, that, I also think some of that's not our fault, though. Oh, they kind of did set it up themselves. But yeah. um, I think One Division was pretty good. Falcon Winter Soldier is just fine. It's just, yeah. it's just grand. But Loki I think was, that's... Bit, Loki's I think pretty decent. Loki is pretty decent. I do think Falcon Winter Soldier, it's not great by any means. I think it's the most consistent throughout. 
in terms it starts, of... It starts midland, ends yeah. midland, doesn't it's change. A, it's a solid six and a half, seven out of ten, that show. Yeah. I, I um, like Loki. Moon Knight is fine. Moon Knight is yeah. bad. A bit confusing. I think Moon Knight has high highs and low lows. Uh, yeah. As exactly. a series, so, which I think so is a lot of Disney shows at the minute. And Hawkeye is there. Hawkeye, <laughs> I'd be honest, I, I, I had fun with Hawkeye. I don't think anyone needs to watch it, really. I think if Florence Pugh wasn't in Hawkeye, I don't think anyone would watch it. That's also very, very true. Um, uh, but, I mean, I think it'll probably be along the same level of just, it'll be grand. And people will either shit on this and be like, they hate it because it's not the Hulk. Um, but She-Hulk, as you've said, in the comic books, completely different character. Um, yeah. And she works as a Deadpool character. Like, she knows she's a comic book character and she's constantly taking the piss out of that. And she will. she's normally a comedian, or not a comedian, but, like, it's normally a funny comic book when she's in it. Yeah, cause, and, like, She-Hulk doesn't give a shit. Like, she... Like she like he's the whole take- like, who cares <laughs> yeah exactly she's like confident and she's uh like charming great personality and all this kind of stuff she's also a, like a legal representative for superpowered individuals so like, there's no like there's nothing to say that she can't defend superheroes in the future we might get some unreal cameos in this show i, I, I think that'd be quite fun i think you, yeah. you have her bouncing off more serious characters I think it works well. I think I, she would genuinely work well with Daredevil, by the way. In, yes, like, I think so. I, I like really, Charlie Cox's Daredevil. And amazing. he won't know what to make of it whatsoever. Um, yeah. But I, I, I feel like, and I don't know if this is a strong opinion shot, I really dislike this version of Hulk. Um, the I, Professor Smart Hulk yeah, thing. I, yeah. I like Hulk as the nuclear option of just like... He's go- He's the one we're going to bring in when we need to fuck shit up. Well, you might get your wish in this series because I think Abomination is going off the rails at the end of this. And I don't think Professor Hulk is going to be able to stop him. Well, so, surely She-Hulk will be able to stop him, though. Uh, but I think... No, I think... I, I don't... I, I think that Bruce in this is going to go full Savage Hulk again. Right. And I think probably... Jennifer Walters is going to lead to him not going to the raft uh, that she'll get him out essentially yeah like because I I I just feel like that's a much more interesting character than the really smart Hulk who's like a dilated version of both or diluted version of both like it's just like he's smart but he's also pretty strong I'm like okay yeah but yeah but where's the like because the, the, the drama there comes from you bring in Bruce Banner because he's a genius and you need him. Yeah. But oh, it's a drama. What if he gets minute. angry? I mean, well, look, he, we're, we're suckers for a very simple story, but it's I just kind of like it better. <laughs> yeah, and like, but he also showed up at the end of Shang-Chi uh, as just Bruce Banner. Yes, he did. So, who knows? What, I need a timeline for phase four, This man. is during the blip, Sean. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> Uh, it could be during the blip. It could be during the blip that no, this is No, we'll set. never find out things during the blip. <laughs> no, no, we probably won't. But look, I, 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 I like She-Hulk as a character. I am looking forward to this series. I think it's probably going to be a lot of fun. It's also one of the longer series. I think it's about nine episodes is what they're saying. I'm also worried that people are not going to get it and turn yeah. on this quite quickly. I um, feel people are going to turn on it for the wrong reasons as well. Yeah. There won't be valid criticisms. It'll be MCU stuff, oh, as people are calling it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. The in- internet, um, not happy with this. Not happy? Who could have foreseen it? I, for what I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we hope it gets good. Or we hope the CGI gets worked on a little bit. Um, yeah. It's just, a, it's the first trailer, though. As I said, it's not coming out till August. That gives them, hang on, I'm doing my maths on my fingers. A couple of months. Three months four months around then to finish it off I'm sure they'll be doing it up until like August 15th they'll be finishing off the CGI and all the the episodes yeah and like it's Disney so they're going to be tweaking this even after it's released like they did with Far Um, From Home and that stuff I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday Sean it's been a lot lot of news a lot of heavy news this week Connor. would you like me to take us out yeah sure go on Thank you. Fine. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. 
Big thanks to everyone over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast, link to that in the description. And shout outs, of course, go to Waffles, the magic undisputed king of Aotearoa, New Zealand, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson. Technically uh, fine. Technically fine, Ryan. Uh, Sean Groyer Mo for a bro, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky. Not- notice how you never see Connor and the cat burglars in the same place at the same time. Just saying, McGrew. You got that Connor. fucking right. Yeah. I know that. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Plead the fifth. <laughs> Meow. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's in on it. Um, thank you to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doty, and Sackman41. Thanks all for the continued support. You're all absolutely amazing. If you want to join those fine people, get access to all of the things we've been plugging for the duration of the show. They're all over on the Patreon page. There are other ways to support the show then. You can go to our shop linked below. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group for chats. Uh, uh, Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. And... E- email that's the other one that I, I had a stroke just now oh my god I, I saw the word email and I thought it said indigo I don't know what that <laughs> meant so <laughs> I'm calling the button for the FBI now. <laughs> do they know please. the police do they know the ambulance <laughs> please <laughs> are you friends with the ambulance <laughs> are you friends with the ambulance drive <laughs> you can email us any questions or queries to here's fryer underscore outlook.com but other than that, the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist, Connor. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it. I think so. So, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean. We shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.